0: Welcome to The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego.
1: And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group.
0: The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us The way that we get those questions is by you going to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. You can join our referral network, our email newsletter, and our Facebook group to get insider tips on what we're working on with our team. And you can get set up on our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which will teach you everything Brian and I have learned over the last seven years of cranking out videos together to shortcut your learning curve when it comes to creating videos. We'll teach you everything from the equipment that you need, where to post the videos, how to post the videos, how to run ads against them, um, how to build relationships from them, and most importantly, how to get more business from them. So go to thewhistleway.com. You can do all of that fun stuff there. If you enjoy the show today, if you are listening on a podcast platform, you can hook us up with a review on there, let others know what you enjoyed about the show. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. And if you wanna get notified of future episodes, hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell, and YouTube will take care of the rest. What do we got today, Brian?
1: Today we're talking about role play. Yeah. Now, if you've ever listened to the show, I'm sure you've heard over and over and over again Kyle talking about role play. He's going to give his little spiel now, talking about we have the ability to make NFL money, but we're not putting in NFL effort. We're going to talk about all those things that you always hear, and that's great and it's important. And I think you're absolutely right. But what I want to do is, you know, me, I like the tactical stuff, so I want to make sure we can share exactly what do you role play, how do you set it up. Um, how often should you do it? I want to give people the, this is what you need to do, so that way they can do it. Okay.
0: Go. Cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the spiel, right? Um, we work in an industry where we have the opportunity to make the same amount of money, if not more money, than in an NFL player. In fact, our team is going to do somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to $10 million in GCI in a 12-month period. Like, that's insane. 8 to $12 million in GCI. Or 8 to $10 million in GCI. Um, that's pretty wild. Like, there's a lot of NFL players. The actual NFL average salary is under a million dollars.
1: Isn't the minimum like 350
0: k Yeah, I think the average is actually under a million. So, yeah. um, I mean, we got two agents on our team that are going to hit a million dollars in GCI. Just team members that are going to hit a million. Well, How crazy I'm, is I'm that? I'm excited to
1: see who's going to do it first. It's, it's
0: pretty crazy to see that, that that's possible. So... Here's the thing, though, is if you want to earn NFL money, you've got to put in NFL effort. If you want to earn NFL money, you've got to put in NFL effort. And so if you think about, you know, let's let's run with my boy Tom Brady, who I hate, but I respect the hell out of him. That guy is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. I don't think there's any questions about it anymore after going to Tampa Bay and taking him to a Super Bowl in his first year there there is no argument anymore that he is the best quarterback in the history of the nfl and you got to look at that guy's work ethic he is the first guy to practice or one of the first guys to practice every day he's one of the last guys to leave practice every day and he absolutely spends more time in the film room than anybody Uh, i read an article recently rob gronkowski said that he spends roughly 40 hours a week, Tom Brady spends roughly 40 hours a week in the film room, just studying film room. And why does he do that? Well, he does that because he wants to be in a position to where when he steps up to the line of scrimmage and he sees the team lined up in one formation, he knows to call that play. And then he knows if they're lined up in that formation, he's going to call this play. And he literally knows what every freaking guy on the field is going to do before they do it, which is why he's able to put the ball into places that no other quarterback can, because he knows how that particular defensive back is going to cover his wide receiver. Like it's freaking uncanny what he's able to do, but that happens because of the amount of effort he puts in, in the film room, because he wants to be prepared for every possible situation. And we have that same opportunity in real estate. But we don't want to do it. We we think we're too good for it. That we should just show up, and people should want to work with us because we're Kyle Whistle, and so you should just work with me because that's who I am. Like it doesn't work that way, Champ. Like I got to be where I am by putting in countless hours in the film in room. what our equivalent of the film room is, oh, yeah. which is role playing. I have to be prepared that no matter what somebody says to me, I have the response for that, right? When somebody gives me an objection, I got to know how to handle every single objection. And what I found is, is one of the biggest issues realtors have is call reluctance, meaning they're scared to actually make the phone calls. Well, you know why you're scared to make the phone calls is because you're scared that you're not going to know what to say and you're going to look stupid because looking stupid is one most people's biggest fear in life. Nobody wants to look stupid and you're fearful that somebody's gonna say something and you're not gonna know what to respond with and you're gonna look stupid. So therefore, you just don't make your phone calls. How is that working out for you? Realize how stupid that is. They, oh well, I'm not gonna make my calls cause then they're gonna say something and, and then, or maybe people are gonna be mean to me. And I, I don't want people to be mean to me. People want to kill Tom Brady on that freaking field. Like every freaking guy on the defensive line is trying over and over and over. Dozens of times, they are trying to do everything in their power to knock Tom Brady's head off. That's what they want to do. They want to put their shoulder into his rib cage and break his freaking ribs. That is what their goal is. Well, your clients are no different, but Tom Brady's willing to put the effort in in the film room so that I, when I he sees how they line different. up... Well, and maybe it's not as extreme, right? right? But, like, we're not but, gonna but that's, what, you're fearful. that's yeah. what most agents are fearful of is like... Them Tom Brady taking a shot to the ribs is like our agents looking stupid on a phone call because somebody's mean to them. Like Yeah, that, but
1: there there's a big difference there. So so realistically you, there is, but yeah. that's 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 the
0: analogy I'm making here. And that's <laughs> that's what you're you're scared of is somebody's gonna be mean to you and or Tom Brady that somebody's gonna, you know, hit him in the ribs and, and hurt him and give him a concussion. Like Yeah. So Tom Brady puts that the time in the film room to make sure that when he sees the guy coming this way, he knows that guy's tendencies too. He knows that That guy, traditionally, he's coming with a swim move, and then he comes in, you know, at this angle. Like, he studies that. He knows. Well, why are we not doing that? Why are we not role-playing? So when we get that girl on the phone that's an expired call that hired her sister to do it, and her sister didn't get the job done, and her sister was lazy and wasn't keeping her updated, you should know exactly what to say to that person. When you get that buyer lead who's a total asshole and calls you and is like, are you the listing agent? I only want to work with the listing agent. Do you know how to handle that? Tom Brady knows how to handle that situation on the field. Do you know how to handle that on the phone? If you don't, it's probably your fault you're not hitting your goals. It's probably your fault you're not a million-dollar GCI producer because you're not putting that level of effort in. You're not putting in the NFL effort to make that NFL money. So let's solve that. So you got to role play. Right Here's the, the thing that I see agents do too is they, they go to all these conferences and watch these webinars and podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff. and you, You're putting so much effort into figuring out like, how to generate more leads. Oh, there's this new lead source. There's this new app. There's this new... Fuck all that. Take all that time and energy that you're putting into trying to find the hot new lead source and put it into figuring out how to convert the freaking leads you already have. You can't
1: convert the leads you have, so you decide that the smart strategy is to go buy more. And the great thing about this is, and focusing in on your sales skills is it will work for every single lead source. It'll lift every single lead source's uh, convertibility. If you focus in on your follow-up, on your scripting, on what to say, on how to sound confident on the phone, it's gonna work for Google leads, Facebook leads, Zillow leads, Craigslist leads. Like the more you say same principles, yeah. Exactly. So instead of saying, oh, I want to focus on this one new lead source that's only going to make you better at that one new lead source, this is going to make you better at every lead that you have in your, in your system.
0: 100%. So you got to put some effort in to actually role playing. Because then you won't look stupid. And if you're not scared of looking stupid, you're going to be more confident in making your phone calls. So let's build a strategy out for actually role playing. And so now when I say role playing, most of you think about role playing on the phone which absolutely is a necessity, right? Because if you're gonna spend all this time and energy and effort to generate more leads, you gotta know what to say to him when you get him on the phone. But in addition to that, I wanna take it a step further and and we gotta actually role play what to do, right? So let's say you do a great job and you set this appointment, you better know what the hell to do when you show up to the appointment, right? When you're sitting at the kitchen table, do you know what to say to that seller? When you show up to the driveway and you meet that buyer for the first time, do you know what to say to them? Because if you don't and you're not hitting your goals, might want to look in the mirror. Maybe you want to put a little more practice into that.
1: All right. So that was that's a good lead into my first question. Yeah. Is so what ex- exactly do we role play?
0: Yeah. So the way that we run it in our team, um, we role play five days a week. We do it first thing in the morning. And the way that we look at that, and we will just keep rolling with the NFL analogy, is like Tom Brady doesn't show up when he has a ten o'clock game. He doesn't show up to the stadium at ten o'clock and just get out of his car with like his pads on and walk <laughs> onto the field and be like, all right, let's go. Um, you know, they show up to the game early, right? You get there early and you get warmed up, you stretch out, you get warmed up, you get loose. That's what role play is. So we do it first thing in the morning. We do it at 85 at eight fifteen. 15. Uh, I'm sorry. We do it at 8:30. My apologies. We do it at 8:30. We go for 30 minutes. So we want to do that first thing in the morning um, studies. Now, I'm a little weird about these studies, right? People are like, oh, well, the studies say the best time to call is this to this. Well, check your your source that you're looking at. Like really old data, like really really old data. Um, that data is you know ten plus years old. Which if it's ten minutes old in this world, it's out of date. So um, we found that like nine to eleven is really a sweet spot. We have a pretty high connection rate from nine to eleven. We've tried earlier, um, but we found nine to eleven is a really good sweet spot. So. What we like for our agents to do is role play from 8.30 to 9, which is stretching out, doing your warm-ups, getting loose. Um, And then from 9 to 11, our agents are making their calls. So that's their time to do prospecting and lead follow-up during that time. So 8.30 role play, and then run right into your actual game, just like Tom Brady shows up to the field early, gets stretched out, throws, gets some warm-up throws in, and then boom, goes into the game. So same thing, 8.30 to 9.00. We, um, we like to mix it up. We do buyers Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because you tend to talk to more buyers and sellers, most agents. Now, some of you might be heavier on listings, but for our team, we do more buyers and sellers. So we do buyers Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We do sellers Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, 30 minutes at a time. We previously did this via- um
1: You're answering all my questions literally uh-huh. before I get to them. Okay,
0: go ahead, Brian. Wait. So, so
1: we used to do this on the phone, right? What system did
0: we use? We used a service called Uber Conference. Um, and Uber Conference is a really good system. I actually highly recommend this for most teams. Um, Uber Conference, the thing that I like most about it is you can put it into people's calendars. Um, You can put it into where it'll actually call out to them at the designated time. So as opposed to waiting for your agents to call into the role play, it calls them and then patches them into the role play, which is pretty cool because not saying that agents are forgetful, but I'm saying agents are forgetful. Um, so that's a really handy service. You and then take the that other,
1: decision out of their of their yeah, bank. make
0: it hard to forget.. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that it does it records all the calls. you could push the recordings into a, another system because it's got a very open API. So if you're if that even makes sense, to you, you know what to do with it? If it doesn't, don't worry about it. Um, and also, if you're managing it, maybe you're running the team, you can visually see on your computer screen who's on the call. so you can actually take attendance, see who's present and it tells you how long people talked for on the call. It's a really, really valuable system. So we were using that, uh, but we did shift recently. And the reason was we have a huddle with our team at 8.15, where we do a little motivational message, um, FAQ, a little coaching at 8.15, and that's on Zoom. And we were then telling our agents, all right, we'll hop off the Zoom and now call into the role play. We are like, well, the agent's are already on the freaking Zoom. Why are we making them leave one system to go to another system? They're already here on Zoom, and Zoom has a really cool feature called breakout rooms, so what we do now is our huddles from 8.15 to 8.30. And then as soon as we hit 8.30, the huddle wraps up. And you just hit the breakout rooms button and we break the agents out. And now they're just role-playing via Zoom.
1: And how big are those groups when we break them out?
0: Uh, ideally, three to four agents. Cool. And the reason for that is it's good to – we like to do these in groups. So this is important to talk about. Um, I've found people are trying to role-play. They try to get a role-play partner for over the phone. And like, all right, Brian, you're my role-play partner. We're going to role-play every day at 8.30. Well, like Monday, great, we do it. Tuesday, oh, my, my kid woke up a little late. I can't make it today. And then the next day, hey, I'm, I'm feeling a little off today. Can we, we postpone tomorrow? Like if it, you try to go two people, it just falls apart so fast more often than not. I've rarely seen a, a one-to-one role play last more than two weeks. It usually falls apart pretty early. So we found doing it in groups is good because it happens every day and you're role playing with different people, not the same person over and over again, which is beneficial. And then lastly, we found that by having one or two people just be in the room and listen, you hear the conversation differently when you're the agent versus the client versus an observer. And so sometimes when you're you're the, let's say you're the buyer, you only hear it one way and somebody else is hearing both the agent side and the buyer side and, and it's a different experience. So it's, we found it to be very beneficial to have an observer, at least one um, observer in the room as well so they can give you their perspective on it, which tends to be a little different than the agent and the, uh, Client perspective.
1: Now, when we do it on Zoom, we're doing objections as if we were calling the lead for the first time, right? This this is a typically a, a not always. A... Okay. So
0: um, we do. We found that it's beneficial to provide our agents with some suggested topics, because if not, then they just get on the phone and you know dilly dally around for ten minutes trying to figure out what to talk about. So we do like to give suggested topics, so they have. If they can't think of something, then they can just take one of those suggested topics. Um, but what we recommend that they do <clears throat> excuse me, is to think of like every time you're, you're working and you get hit with an objection that either you stumble over or you literally just trip and fall over is to write that down. Like have a little spot in your notebook where you write down all the objections you get hit with. And now the, when you get you know, hit with an objection that you can't overcome, now bring that to role play the next day and now role play that. And figure out how to work through it, so you don't get, you know, don't stumble over it or trip and fall over it the next time you get hit with it. So that's how we try to get the topics.
1: If they hit you, if if you're listening right now, and if they hit you up, Kyle on Instagram, will you give them a few suggested topics to get people rolling?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a list. So if you shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle, um, I will shoot you over a list of some suggested role play topics. And speaking of that, I'm pissed off at Instagram because I'm finally going to hit 10,000 followers, and swipe up is gone. Yeah, well. That's that's messed up.
1: Well, now you have the link sticker.
0: Everybody has the link (laughs) sticker. I worked so hard to get there and to do it cleanly without buying followers and all for naught.
1: I mean, it's still good. Anyways, regardless. So that is, uh, those were Zoom. We also do in-person role play. You mentioned, you kind of. Yeah, so let me,
0: one more thing that I think is important to note, and then we'll transition over to in-person role play is when we do the role play, um, we try to get two of them done in 30 minutes. So we go through the role play and then we actually spend, you know, a few minutes, two to five minutes just getting feedback on how that role play went. So, um, Brian, how did how do you feel that went? Oh, here's how I felt it went. Thomas, how do you, f- you feel that went? Um, that way we can get some feedback on how we can get better. Because, again, sometimes you might have said something or done something that felt right. But then somebody's like, dude, that actually was awful. Like maybe next time, you know, in my experience, this worked really well. That's something I've learned too. Um, one of the best things you can do as opposed to telling people what to do is share your experiences. It's actually much better giving feedback. Never tell me like, that sounded like, sh- that sounded like shit. What are you talking about? Like that could be weird, but what you could say is, oh, hey, in my experience, you know, this has worked really well when I run into that objection or I was talking to somebody the other day and they hit me with that and this is what I said. It seemed to really resonate with them. Like that type of feedback um, works really, really well. Cool. So experience shares. All right, now you can transition to in-person, go for it.
1: So now, that's what we do over the phone or via Zoom. Uh, we also uh, practice in person. Yes, we do. What do we do?
0: So we do this once a week in the office um, and we go for an hour. And this is where, again, you know, you generated the lead. Now you, you role-played to figure out how to take that lead and turn it into an appointment. But then a lot of people don't role play what to do with the appointment. So we role play what to do with the appointment every uh, every week and we alternate buyer and seller. So we'll role play like obviously with sellers, we're role playing listing presentations and we're role playing like, all right, you're on an expired presentation, you're on a first time seller presentation, you're on a move up seller, like we'll role play the different scenarios. Um, And then we also role play buyer stuff. So we role play like the... Driveway consultation. We role play the sit down consultation. We role play the initial showing. We role play the open house. Role play all of that stuff. So we gotta role play the actual meeting um, because that's super important.
1: And so we the phone one is 30 minutes. This one in person is an hour. Yes. Uh, we still break into small groups, three, four, five people. Yes. Um, how many do we get through in an hour? One. Okay.
0: Because. A presentation is usually gonna be 45 minutes to an hour so that allows us time Um, when we do those I usually um, get in front of the group and kind of share like here's what we're focused on today Um, and then that's usually like 5 minutes maybe 10 minutes of like talking about what the focus is and the why then the role play and then uh, recap it and then we'll come back together at the end um, and go over like what were some of the big takeaways like what was a big aha for you perfect um, and yeah.
1: so you mentioned the buyers and the sellers. We do one in-person a week, one week we do buyers, one week we do sellers. Yeah.
0: And we're leaning a little more heavily towards buyers. So it's almost more two to one now, two okay. buyers to one seller, just because we're on way more buyer appointments than seller appointments. And we've even done ones where we've gone to houses and role played, literally gone to a vacant house and be like, all right, let's go and, yeah. and, and role played through those scenarios.
1: And I know the agents really enjoyed that because it was something different. It was a a new experience. Broke up the monotony Mm -hmm.
0: of of being in the office. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that again. So yeah, that's one I recommend. If you have sellers who are cool um, or you just have a vacant house, which was the case in this one, it was really easy to do.
1: Cool. That's all my questions. And you let me actually ask some of them before you answer them. Literally, I was marking shit off as you were like, like, okay, well, you've answered all these. You're welcome. I made your job easy so you didn't have to think. Cool.
0: Um, So what I want to do now is if you have a question that you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, go to thewhistleway.com and you can ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join the referral network, email newsletter, and Facebook group where we share a lot of stuff we're working on in our office. And lastly, you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course to really take your video skills to another level in 2022. All of that at thewhistleway.com. And if you enjoyed the show today, if you can hook us up with a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on, share what one of your takeaways was from the episode. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. Also hit the subscribe button and notification bell so YouTube will let you know every time we drop a new episode. All right. So what we like to finish with is our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us, Brian?
1: So if you guys are watching this on YouTube right now, you might notice the background's a little different. The the stuff above our fridges is a little more bare. We have uh, some boxes in the hallway here. We are in the process of moving to a new office. So super excited about that. One of the things that's gonna be changing at the new office is instead of each of us on the media team having our own office, we're gonna have one mega office, which is gonna be really exciting, really great for collaboration, but also, gives us a few unique challenges. Um, one being, if we're all editing, even if one of us is editing a video, it's going to drive the other ones crazy. So um, we started looking around for different headsets and to, so we can listen to our own thing. And if you um, start down this rabbit hole, they get very expensive very quick. And so we got to the point where we're like, well, these are OK, but these ones are better, and these ones are better, and I got to a $300 pair of headset headphones, and I go, we need, to, we need to kind of pull it back a little bit, because we don't need $300 pair of headphones. We're not doing studio uh, music mixing. Um, so I was in one. our other office, was talking to our ISAs. Uh, a couple of them share an office, and they say, we use these headsets. We absolutely love them. Just having them on, we can barely hear the other person. They're wearing the headsets all day. Uh, they say they're comfortable, and they're like 80 bucks. So these are the Razer Black Shark headphones. Uh, they have headphones and a microphone. They say it works well. Um, and so that's what we're going to be getting for the media team. We're going to get three sets of those and and have – I mean, I, th- I think they'll work well. The ISAs seem to love them. So they should work – if they can work for them, they're on them all day. I think they'll be just fine for us. But the Razer Black Shark headphones. We're going to get the wired versions.
0: Cool. That's I what I like get. it. All right. I'm, I'm stretching here. I'm Uh-oh. stretching. Uh-oh. Um.
1: Do you want to <laughs> use my clicky pen? It's a pretty good pen. It's got a – anyways
0: yeah I, I should talk about swipe up on instagram that doesn't freaking exist anymore unless you're running an ad how about that so let's let's just go there okay <laughs> um this is like a bitter Man, widget you're of the week. Salty. i'm very bitter about this Ah, uh, i mean dude i work i've worked so hard to cl- keep a clean instagram right because so many people buy followers and like there's not one person i follow on instagram that i don't personally know um so I've never bought a follower anything everything is truly organic and it's been hard, right? Because you get hit up all the time, like, "Oh, I can get you followers, I can get you followers." And I know some people who legitimately can get you like 10,000 followers, mm-hmm. but uh, that's just not the way I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it the right way, and, and so we're hitting it. So, swipe up is gone um, unless you're running an ad. So the only way now, and it's a beautiful thing, it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers or not. Uh, there's a new sticker in Instagram called the Link sticker. So now, no longer do you need 10,000 followers if you want to put a post up and you want to drive people to a particular website. If you had ten thousand followers, you used to say swipe up. Now, uh, or you would, if you didn't have ten thousand followers, you'd be like, see the link in my bio. And now you like made people take a lot of steps, right? Because yeah. like they had to go from your story to your bio to your link and then find it. Like this is twenty twenty one. People don't want to click that many things. That's a lot of clicks in twenty twenty one. So yeah, like you might get carpal tunnel like in the <laughs> process of finding somebody's link and bio, and then you click the link and like. How do I get to it now? Like it's confusing. Yeah, so it loads within
1: the app. It's stupid.
0: Is, yeah, it's really awkward. So, yeah, and it's like the app's browser, which sucks. Um, so now you can just put the link directly on your story. So now if you want to drive people to a particular website, when you go to your little stickers button, there is a new sticker there called Link, and you could just post a link. So now if you're talking about something in your story, you want to drive people to a certain website, now you just put that Link sticker in there. Um, Now, here's the thing, though, is this is very new. So a lot of people don't realize that you can click on it. They don't even realize it's a link. So it's important that you actually, like, put a a GIF or something on it that tells people, like, you can actually click this thing so they understand that that is a clickable link in your story. Um, But I think the people that really take advantage of this early, especially those that are trying to build their following, they don't have 10,000 followers. Now you can take advantage of this um, regardless of how many people you have following you. So take advantage of the link sticker. And, and the thing we've learned too is with Instagram or everything in meta now, um, everything meta, when they come out with new stuff, they really reward the early adopters for these things. And so I think your stories may get shown to more people if you actually include link stickers in them.
1: See, I was thinking, I, I was gonna say, be cautious of using it as your first story. I, I would, and, and I think you do a good job of this. Well, you always have a story going, but when you're creating a story, the first uh, one you do you want to get a lot of attention. So make sure it's visually appealing or pictures of kids always work well, but probably your kids. Don't just pick take random photos of kids. Um, and then I would use that link sticker maybe on a second or third story. So that way people are going through your story. My guess is if you put it up as the only post and you have the link sticker, my guess, knowing Facebook, Instagram, even it's YouTube. It's called meta.
0: Just get it right. I was
1: on. getting I was getting to all of them. YouTube. A lot of them don't like you going, telling people to leave their platform. Um, so if you can find creative ways to utilize it while still getting engagement, I think that would be the best way to go about it.
0: I, I don't disagree with you.
1: Cool. Good. All
0: right, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Again, my name is Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty in San Diego. Want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast.
1: See you next week.